only emails from our listeners or as you know viewers are gifts okay, that's what a military guy would tell another military guy welcome to the gun show podcast I'm your host Scott Fuller with Martin Davis hello and Seth Fuller what up are you gonna start us off today Seth Yes, sir. What do you got? Starting off with news. First up, uh, another shooting. This one really doesn't have a lot to do with the others. But um, near the Texas A&M campus, uh, it made news because of that, but uh, it didn't seem to be too related to um, the Texas A&M itself. Um, A shooting killed three people, including a sheriff's deputy. Uh, no, sheriff's no, deputy I'm sorry, was wounded. Constable. Constable was killed. Constable was killed. Sheriff's deputy was wounded. And then a poor old lady bystander was wounded pretty bad also. And, and then the killer was killed. Yeah, and the, the cops shooter shot the was killer. killed. Yeah. So a total of three or four? I thought it was three. Three, three, three yeah. though. Including? Sorry, the, no, the woman was, including the killer. Okay. The woman was uh, injured, but she's uh, seemed to come to recover. I don't think the killer should count when they give totals, right? No, I yeah, don't, yeah, it's always good. Even if the cops shoot him dead? And they always say there were seven victims, and there were six victims, and the dude who capped himself. Well, what right? I want to, I, I kind of want to start off on this the one. Dude. When I, when I came across this story, yeah, that I mean, literally, you know, thirty minutes after it happened, all the breaking news is, all the breaking news came out, and they said mass casualties. Yeah, that well. was the first thing that they launched with was mass casualties. I like to always go under the assumption that the initial reports are wrong, bad. And probably numbers are blown out of proportion one way or the other. That tends to be um, the case. Yeah. I was <laughs> it's hard in, to get things right yeah. the first time. I was in New Orleans listening to a newscast that said there were bodies everywhere right after Katrina. I, I deployed there. And, and this newscast said there were bodies everywhere. I had just finished driving through the town, and I didn't see any bodies. There were no bodies. So, yeah, you can't it was believe. The, it was the crew coming behind you no, the sad that were t- <laughs> killing everybody. <laughs> everybody and tying their bodies to trees. <laughs> or maybe you were just right behind the uh, what, garbage truck. No, the funny thing was is they were broadcasting local stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were broadcasting local stuff, and the, and the bodies everywhere came from the national news. Oh, okay. Which, you know, so anyways, the, well, the rule again, of thumb is. Get, yeah. Well, you know. the problem all came from your unit driving down the road with their radios on, let the bodies hit the floor like everybody does. Well, isn't that a rule? <laughs> isn't that every, guy dead? Every one of my YouTube videos has that as its song in the background. Oh, does or, it, Evan, or, or Evanescence? No, I don't like Evanescence, yeah. no. no. But the, back to our story, the, the point of this was that a, a constable was killed, there was a shooting near the campus, and it kind of freaked everybody out. Well, yeah, all of, it, all of it said was that there's mass casualties and there was a shooting on campus. Now, according to one Houston news source, and I got this uh, via the Say Uncle uh, blog, which uh, all of you should definitely check out, the, was that... Uh, a civilian who was nearby actually participated in the gunfight. A shot at the shooter at some point, probably after he killed the constable and uh, before the other cops showed up. That's kind of interesting because there was another shooting in Texas in Brownwood or just north of Brownwood where a elderly man with his revolver took a 150-yard shot and nailed the... Um, I guess the perp behind a tree that had killed two people in oh, his yeah, in I his it was over dogs barking and he killed the two people and yeah. then he shot the dogs and then uh, the cops come, the cops show up and he starts unloading at the cop 
And this guy, he's like, well, I guess I better do something, and grabbed his revolver, literally, and took a iron sight 150-yard shot. And I guess he, he said he dropped him with the first hit. It was a, a leg hit. And then he uh, hit him two more times. And then, and then the cop finished him shooting. off. That's either so really, really lucky, good shooting or really, really, really lucky. Nah, it has either to be way, good third time. With that many shots hey, I'd, on target? I'll take it. So yeah, the one in A&M was near A&M. I actually lived not far from there when you, I was attending that university. And it's uh, that particular part is more residents than it is students. It's uh, kind of the ghetto of College Station, if there is one. Um, but um, essentially it's not a good part of town, and this was a constable serving an eviction against a resident, so we're not talking about a student-related shooting. We're not talking about camp. It's really not that close to campus, uh, uh, probably uh, 10 to 20 blocks away. Oh, wow, so it wasn't close at all. It no. was just kind of in that area, and the campus it's police the responded, it's, and so maybe you know, somebody heard it over the radio. Probably 10 I don't blocks know. from the stadium. Yeah, So um, interesting. You know, uh but again, makes the news. It was right. at, at a yeah. college campus. It might not have made the news had it just been in a, in a, you know, in, in downtown LA. It definitely would have made the news. Another interesting thing about that same story was that uh, they listed some of the guns this guy had, and he had the constable's gun that it, I guess he took off him after he killed him. But then he, they had a list of these fairly expensive, you know, I don't want to say high end guns, but you know, hot, nice guns. And if the customer was there to serve an evictions notice, and this guy had all these nice guns, you know, why, why was he being evicted? It doesn't. He should have sold some guns, and he's probably a little crazy. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little crazy. Probably a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to say. I mean, but look, I mean, um, the gun obviously uh, didn't did him a lot of good in the end. It kept him from getting evicted. That's true. He did not get did evicted not... except from this life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> once once he killed a cop, the cops have probably just decided he needed to be evicted from his uh, morality. All right. So this is another one from all these what? shootings, um, which is um, uh, there seems to be uh, – they're looking at the reporting for mental health as far as when you are getting a gun. And um, it looks from some of the statistics that – Believe it or not, a lot of people with mental health issues are not being their mental health is not being reported when purchasing a firearm. Well, it's not reported then. It's supposed to be reported whenever it is they're, you know, educated, mentally defective, right, or whatever the technical legal. But term I thought is. it only had to be reported if they were uh, over eighteen and that they were being put in there. Um, I would say forcibly by courts. If you go and check yourself in free will and then leave, that's there's they don't report that. At least I don't believe they do in the state of Texas. I, I thought they did. I thought it asked a. I mean, you could get. I, this may be older. Uh, there was, but back when they were first, uh, before they had the automatic um, background checks. Oh, the when instant they, background check. When yeah. they first started doing the non-instant background checks, as I recall, the questionnaire was, "Have you ever been?" Um, uh, admitted to a mental hospital? Have you? Ha- do you have a history of mental illness? Yeah, but that's the question. Are they admitted when they go in there free of will? Or yeah, because, that's admitted. You're still admitted. But what I think is the wording on it is the same thing as have you ever been convicted? Have you ever been adju- adju- adjudicated mentally defective? Adjudicated. There you go. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, Lawyer? 
Um, that would be you had to be adjudicated, which means by a court. Oh, by a court. So, so a yes. judge or a jury has to say yes. you're mentally defective. And that's yes. when, so, and okay. when you're over 18, that's when it actually goes through. So I don't you think. Check, you I don't check think your yourself parents... in the Dr. Drew's clinic. This doesn't affect you. Yes. Okay. And well, that one, for well, sure, you you're going to get underreported mental health issues. The question is. Um, the I, I swear I saw one where it asked, "Have you ever been?" It was a much more detailed one. At some point, again, forty-four seventy-three. You've never bought a gun. I was at a gun show when you were buying a gun. Oh, well, that might have happened. So essentially, what they're saying is thousands of mental health records are going unreported to the FBI. Well, yeah, I mean. You're a facility that has to do all this reporting and all these all this paperwork. Probably reporting someone to the NCIS instant background check system is probably not very high on your list, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. unless it's an automated system. I mean, I, I don't know how it works in a uh, mental health issue. And this comes up every time some nutter, you know, shoots up the place, right? It came up yeah. uh, after the Virginia Tech episode. Uh, there was a lot of talk over when you report somebody or what are the warning signs after the Aurora, Colorado thing. Yeah, but um, so some of the problems that these people are citing is not with the person reporting. It's actually that the adjudications are not being reported to the system. So apparently there was something like 100,000 um, of those adjudications in the state of Colorado and only 30,000 were reported. So something oh, like so a third. So the system is broken. Yeah. Well, okay, so what's the answer? I mean, fix the system, right? Um, that would be the answer, yes, for sure. Right. Obamacare. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Obamacare, yeah, will, Obamacare uh, will fix the system. digitally uh, manage all our health records, and uh, the FBI can just reach out there to your health well, records and, and just wait until thing. someone accidentally checks the wrong box for, yeah. you, for you, and then all of a sudden your life ends. Educated, adjudicated, mentally defective. I can't even say that word. And so that's the problem. You're leaving the government to do this. But uh, essentially, one of the problems is, like we're talking about, it's not all digital. That's a huge thing. I mean, once it does become all digital, you don't think it would be that hard. But also, how many people are actually adjudicated? That's the one thing we talked about. Well, Forget 100,000, 100, right? Yeah, there you go. And in one state. That was in Colorado. That's um, one in, in one, one year? year? No, I think that was of, of, uh, of the records. Okay, so for this year, more than 11,000 mental health records That's were it? reported. Oh, wait, 11, we're worried about 11,000 folks out of in how many Colorado, millions in, in the state of Colorado? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, they're saying that was eleven thousand that were reported, but it's not required to report it if they're they're not put there by a court. No, well, I think these were things that should have been reported. Right. I think that's the gist I'm getting. So they're saying they missed eleven thousand that should have. So there are eleven thousand people that are going to court and getting something deferred no. because of mental health. Yes, apparently. Yep. Hmm. And what state is this? Colorado. This, is, this was in Colorado, and this was put forward um, by a group led uh, or uh, with the Denver mayor was part of the coalition. Um, oh. And this is a coalition that has already been trying to push gun policy changes. I should note, of course. This the mayor's against, from. Uh, what is it? Mayor's against gun violence? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, it's the... Uh, um, it's the illegal mayors against guns is what uh, one popular blogger called it because uh, and they like to list all the people who are felons or uh, breaking the law that belong to this uh, wonderful little club of um, Mayor Bloomberg's I believe is who's running that operation. 
Um, another um, stories that are reaching the news a lot um, that I think thought we should uh, cover is the um, shooting of soldiers in Afghanistan by um, Afghan police, military. Um, you know, basically, yeah. What we're having is some blue on green conflict here. Green on blue. Green on blue. Blue on black. Tears on a river. No. Oh. The. Um yeah, what's going on here, evidently, and the Taliban has come out and said this. I don't know if they're taking advantage of the situation or they're actually, you know, actively recruiting these people to turncoat and to shoot their uh, American handlers or uh, helpers, mm-hmm. ISAF uh, yeah. allies. And this is, is a really... Is that a more politically correct way to say it? Handlers, I like that. Yeah, you like um, that? No, I think this is interesting as far as... Um, this is my seeing eye the, translator. The reaction, because <laughs> first of all, according, the military is playing this down. And you would think they have reasons to play it down. But they're playing it down not only in a way that it's not that many, because it's 40. Not significant in a war, certainly. Yeah, but... I mean, every death is significant when it comes to now, soldiers. That's, but. that's 40 deaths. Now, one of the things that uh, I was reading a couple months ago was the military is not reporting when there's no fatalities. Exactly. They do not report and when there's no fatalities. And that's kind of oh, one so of the big So if the guy's things. a bad shot, we don't hear about it? Yeah, yeah. if the guy just oh. gets wounded or, you know, oh, nicked. Okay. And, and of the 40, 10 were this month. Yeah, it's a big month for that. And maybe the, maybe the Taliban are telling the truth. Maybe they're actively recruiting for this t- possibility. But the funny thing is some of the military reaction has been, no, this is not the Taliban. They shouldn't get credit that this is just um, personal between the two people. Yeah, Could be. Could be. Could be well, uh, are both. We, aren't we also going – the Taliban's kind of lull out during their winter. Yeah. So when is that? Is that I coming up? Anymore? Right Ramadan in the middle just of Ramadan. Just oh, finished. they just finished. Okay. Ramadan so, just yeah, finished. somebody yes. said uh, quite amusingly that uh, these guys are walking around uh, hungry, thirsty, and tired, and uh, the Americans are eating their MREs, and what do they go crazy and put a bullet in them? <laughs> well, listen, uh, not only that, uh, <laughs> not only that, but listen, we're occupying their country. That's well, what we're obviously. doing. We went to war, and we killed a lot of people over there, and it's a war. The fact that you're going to have people who get into these forces, which are, again, we can't, we don't regulate who gets into these forces. There's no mental health background check there. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem isn't Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about that shooting we had in, at Fort Hood where the that staff sergeant that had been demoted to private you know, went crazy and shot? Wasn't it Fort Hood? Yes, it was Fort Hood. And that comes along with a lot of the shootings. He shot his commanding officer? Oh, well, I can understand that. I don't know if we talked about this specifically, and I hate to get back on it, but someone brought this up, and the conspiracy theorists are really getting onto this, which is a lot of these military-related shootings were by people in psychology, particularly. So in the psychological services. The Fort Hood guy was a psychologist. Uh, the Aurora shooter was not in the military, but apparently, you know, it depends on who you listen to. He was doing um, graduate work for the for a contractor for the military. Um, there, you know, there's several uh, key, key sh- big shootings where there were psychology majors or people related to military psychology. I'm sure it's just coincidence, and 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 I'm, crazy people are attracted to psychology. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in my experience, it seems to be the uh, 
the more uh, insane you are, the more attractive you are, or vice versa. Yeah. Chicken or the egg thing, right? Yeah. And I responded by posting an article that said just that, that yeah. Freud and a whole bunch of other major psychologists committed suicide. And there's a lot of doctoral students in psychology who go fall in love with serial killers. Happens all ridiculous amounts of time. That's that's now that's a lot crazy. of times. I like that. That's really. I nuts. had a professor who had a graduate student who disappeared. She was working for him and was going around doing for her graduate work. She was doing um, uh, interviews with um, murderers and such, and she fell in love with one and started dating one. And the day he got out, she disappeared and was never heard from again. Gee, I wonder what happened. <laughs> no, I know. He kind of thinks they ran into Mexico. Yeah, I'm sure that's Did it. this guy disappear as well? Yeah, they both disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, they took our money. Murder-suicide. Right. <laughs> um, so another article I read, and I don't know, I haven't seen any follow-ups for it. I looked around a little bit, but it didn't do a lot of digging, was that uh, now all our troops are going around fully armed yeah, all the Afghanistan bases, which I heard is this, very interesting. I heard this as well. Now, yeah. now one of the... the, the we talked about this briefly, and one of the things that I had come across was that some of the reports had listed them as carrying <clears throat> rifles fully loaded, and then some of them, you know, just said that they were carrying their pistols. So I think it depends on the area of operations and what kind of unit you're in and what have you. I think some of them, not I don't think everyone has a uh, an M9 or some sort of sidearm. I think everybody does have at least a rifle. Well, I, I think it's so ridiculous. It's probably both. The question is, why did did we think that we were – obviously, some of these people are dropping their guards. But did they really think that at some point these people were not going to start retaliating and that people weren't going to get into areas of trust well, of the Afghan well, military? Well, what I look at – how I kind of look at this is basically what the government saying is our people are not safe from people that are crazy if they don't have guns. Our people huh. – yeah, yeah look what, at that. There was a, uh, a Marine sergeant. How about our people aren't safe from people who can't, from yeah. a military force that can't do jumping jacks? How about that? How about our? How about the people <laughs> in our own country should be able to, to defend themselves by carrying around guns? Now how come, yeah, Why take that away? How come when these guys go out of the wire, they've got machine guns, they have uh, automatic rocket launchers, they have tow missiles, they can call in 1,000-pound bomb airstrikes, right? But when they go back inside the magic gates of the fob or the the base, they have to disarm and go about their merry way. It's like the it's same. Safe in there. Yeah, it's like the same thing at Fort Hood, yeah, right? Yeah. There, you, there's thousands of troops on Fort Hood that don't have a gun on them. Not yeah. one of them is armed. Yep. They have to wait around and get shot. Till the campus police oh, show up. Are you kidding? My favorite place is the gun show where they say you can't have an oh. armed gun, right? Can't have an armed gun in the gun show, right? Yep, yep. Can't have a loaded gun in the gun show. Now, there's plenty of both, and you could put them together eventually. But just in reality, you know that people well, coming out to the cars... you aren't allowed to have cars, a loaded magazine. So oh, it'd be quicker okay. to grab a revolver and a box of the, the little the little Ziploc bag. That's yeah. like, make sure the label's right, though. You don't want to be getting that crappy ammo. If Get you're, if you're Jerry Mitchellick, you're going to have that place clear in <laughs> no time at that rate. That, that's true, too. <laughs> So um, yeah, I think it's I think it's to be expected. I think that people were lowering the guards. The few creepy ones were the ones where they like awarded the guy the gun and then he used it to shoot him. Yeah, I don't know. If that that's was for just, sure Taliban. I don't know no, if that's, that was for sure Taliban. Well, it could be bad reporting. Oh, that. Too. Yeah, let's not let's. Uh, they might be elaborating <laughs> just a little bit on that one. But if it's true, it makes a good story. It that's does make true. a good story. 
Okay, so um, I, I, I thought we'd bring up this one because it's kind of related to something we had uh, talked about before, but I thought it was a little lamer, and I don't think these guys get any credit for originality or anything. Um, so this was in Oregon, and um, it was a gun turn-in by the police. The Ceasefire Oregon Education Foundation conducted a gun turn-in. Okay, and we talked about before a very original, and we thought an idea that should um, catch on, which was... Um, the, the the local gun enthusiasts would turn in all their guns oh, yeah. that didn't work. Was that a Chicago turn-in? Yeah, that was a yeah. Chicago turn-in. They turned in all the guns that work, and they got um, the gift cards for the, the guns that didn't, that didn't work. work yeah. Thousands of dollars in gift cards or whatnot. They used them to buy guns for the kids' camp? For the kids' yeah, camp, yes. That was awesome. Good stuff. Okay, these guys posted up tables along the route to the gun Oh, this is good. I like this. And offered to buy the guns from the people instead of turning their guns nice. in for the $75. Gift I've card. seen that. I've heard of it done. Now, I haven't seen a news story on it, but I've heard anecdotal evidence of that being done in Texas. I, I want to say it was in Austin, but where they set up their tables across the street from the gun buys and gave you, instead of giving you a gift card, you know, to, to Target, which is what you get at the gun turn in, they give you a shiny $100 bill. Yeah. And shiny? If it was a working gun, now the junk guns that they didn't want, you just go over there and turn it in. Right. So nobody's lost out except this guy's buying nice, decent guns for $100. And, and there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what you know their grandfather left them, oh, yeah. and, and now they're turning in you know a $1,200 rifle for 75 bucks. Yeah, in fact, they said the first purchase of a day was for a uh, 22 caliber rifle, and they purchased it for 20 bucks. Which again, it wasn't even he didn't even get the $75 wow. gift card. So he I'm just got $20 maybe, you know, cash. He just That's got what $20 it was. cash. That's what it was, cash. Uh, but then apparently another gun buyer saw the guy sell it for $20 and offered yeah. those people $100 for the gun, uh-huh. realizing that it was worth a lot more, and uh, purchased it. So, like, literally right away, that gun nice. was turned over and sold for Flip, five times the profit. Flipped it for 80 bucks. Nice. And now I want to make sure everyone knows that's listening to this. Not every junk gun you have is worth a lot of no, money. No, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes no. old guns are just that. They're and that's, old, old. And that's what the people in Chicago realized is they, they, they came with guns that were crap. They came with guns that didn't work, that were old, that were broken, that... And they turned them in for the gift cards. Every, every old-timey gunsmith I know has, like, a box of just junk, you know, Saturday night specials, yeah. for lack of a better term, guns that, you know, aren't worth fixing. And, you know, save that up and go turn it in yeah. for cash. We call those bago guns. Bag-o so, guns. uh, I don't think we're against this at all. It's like the By box all of means. Go yeah. on, try to buy guns, try to keep them in circulation, I guess. Only if it's legal in your area. Only if yeah. it's legal in your area. Like but in, You could do that in but Texas here's what or I someplace say. else. You get nothing. You get an F for originality and creativity. Because, <laughs> you know, that's whatever. Come on. No, it's but, you, but you get an A for doing what you should be doing. Okay, you get an A for that. But, come on, the guys who did the kids' camp, that's pretty awesome. Well, sure, yeah. You turn around and give the money to kids, yeah, you get a better grade for sure. So the last story. Um, and you get a B for driving a Prius. Is for from New York, and uh, this is a semi-pro uh, f- professional football team who got their lockers all stolen. Apparently, nobody stands by in the locker room to protect their stuff, and all 21 players had all their cell phones, personal items, cash, wallets stolen, and one of them was a guy with a gun. He had a gun in his locker? Yes, at, in New York, by the way. Wait, there's no way this guy has a permit to carry in New York. <laughs> Here's my favorite part. Because here's the no excuse way. they came up with. Uh-huh. 
And uh, it's, it's his close to home. The handgun was registered and belonged to a player who was preparing to move to Texas. <laughs> Wait. So he had a. He, it was. He was. Uh, he was allowed to own one in New York, but there's no way he had a carry. There's permit. no way he had a carry permit. Yeah. There's no. But way he, he was a... preparing to move to Texas <laughs> after the game. Apparently, the he was going to pick it up and move to Texas. So throw his duffel back part. and take it to Texas. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. See, he should have moved sooner. Yes, but uh, you know that was, by the way, thieves ultimate score because you know he didn't go into that thinking Anything he was going to get a gun Any, no it, it, drugs the thing is guns, is that but, but guns it. on the street don't sell for what everyone like no. television makes it no, out a third I was fifth. watching uh, Breaking Bad if I can mention them and um, he's I'm going to I'm not going to really ruin too much here or anything but he was going and purchasing a handgun for himself and this shady dealer that he's talking to that he's buying all these guns you know that has all these guns all the serial numbers are shaved off of them and he's like, well, how much for this gun? And he's like, he says something like, oh, that one's $7,000. And he looks at it and he goes, well, what was this? And he goes, that's the reason you're paying so much. The serial number's been removed. That, no. That does not make a gun's <laughs> no. value increase. Wouldn't that make it no. decrease? Because you get caught with that, it's a felony. Right. You get caught um, with a regular gun, it's not a felony. No, I think there's a two-part thing. Well, yeah. I, think that it would, I think that if anything, there's less bluing on the gun, so it's devalued. <laughs> but that's not the value. Uh, I've, I've the, got Fischtestads. Have you said that book? No one could say it. Fugast, it's a word Fugast. that can't it's be F-E-G-U-E-S-T. said. It's F-E-G-U-E-S-T. No, it's F-J-E-S-T-something. Fischtestad. That's what I said. I don't know. I'm just making it up. I've never seen just, it. The value comes from having a gun that is quote-unquote untraceable. But I think Martin's right in that why wouldn't you just file off the stupid serial number yourself and save yourself $1,000 or $7,000. The best thing to do would be a, a gun that has the serial number on it yeah, just, that isn't reported stolen. Or right. is reported stolen. What do you care? Because it's a felony to possess it. Oh, well, I right. get that. But if you, uh, we're t- I'm, I'm assuming about... you're going straight to the crime. Well, what if you get pulled over on the way? You got to stop and get your meth. I, I, but the mask and the meth would probably get you arrested too. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're not felonies, you, right? The, the, Depending on how much the weight rape, you're holding. The, the, the rape, rape kit, kit. <laughs> and not the hospital type, might get you arrested before the felony gun. We see he has one rape kit and off. one murder kit. But I think you're right. I think guys would eventually follow after themselves. No, the value for selling those guns are generally a third to a fifth. And depending on how good a gun it is, you essentially get somewhere between, from what I understand, half to three-fourths of value. If it's a nice gun that people like, like Glocks, they tend to start selling on the black market closer to the value you can get them in a gun store. That's interesting. I didn't but know that. But the high points sell for next to nothing, apparently. Oh, well, well, they cost next to nothing. I can't believe that. That's a great gun. I was talking to this guy one time, I was, and he tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a Glock, and I'm talking to him, and he, he, you know, he pulls it out, and I look at it, and I can immediately tell that it's a high point. And I said, I asked him, I said, well, what kind of Glock is that? I said, just read the slide. And he goes, well, it says it's a high point Glock. And I said, does it say Glock on there? He goes, no, but it's it's a Glock. <laughs> no, it's a high point. I guess it's become oh, so ubiquitous with like semi-automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's black, and it's a it's a blocky handgun. Somebody told I him. I mostly see the silver slides on the black. I, I just know. Somebody told him it was a Glock. And I that's just what read it. They look like Glock. Glock's bigger retarded brother. <laughs> <laughs> like a mongoloid Glock? Yeah, like a mongoloid. <laughs> <laughs> they prefer oh, wow. to be called Mongolians. <laughs> wait. No, wait. That's not true. Did we just go full Chinaman? 
No, I just saw a uh, another thing on the firearms blog, another blog you should all read, that uh, Glock was uh, suing people, and I think they're going after a blank firing replica. Yes, they are. Gun yep. For looking like them, I guess they've uh, they've patented the blocky. They design. no no. What they've done is um, patents run out. They become public domain. Yeah. But trademarks oh, never do. It's a trademark uh, image. So what they've right? done is they've trademark imaged their gun. Mm. So if it looks like their gun, they will come after you, and they will come after you ferociously. I know they have in the past, but going after somebody who's not a gun that doesn't really look like a Glock. Well, you license it. It's all about licensing. Well, they no, it did, no, it actually it yeah, looks that's true. The, well, they've made everybody change their stuff. I guess nobody wants to pay them. Here's so the everybody thing. changes their stuff. So well, I don't yeah. know. Well, the thing is, is that all basically all they have to do is put serrations in the front of the slide, and they say that that is enough to say that it no longer looks like their gun. Which blows my mind, because come on, is, well, that's you, enough? because if you think of it, what they're more talking about, to, in my opinion, is the way they worded it is the silhouette of the gun, not the fact yeah. that you put serrations in the front of the slide for you know to to do press checks. Well, there are um, uh, my uh, airsoft Glocks. They pay for licensing. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? all, and that's the what they want. They yeah, just but, want but you they, to pay for licensing. They pay for licensing to have it ex- exactly the same. Now, yeah. the, the, the frame on this blank firing starter pistol looked completely different. It did not yeah. look it like a Glock. like that Soviet crack pistol. Yeah, it, it and then on top or of an it. FMK. The, so what did they say the silhouette looked like it? No, yeah, yeah they, no, they Well, and the thing is, is that the... The slide did look very similar to a Glock. It looked Glockish, but I mean, how many ways can you cut a square slide and make it black colored and it not look like a Glock? Well, I mean, Glock claims that everything about their gun is trademarked eh. except for the barrel and the trigger, but but only not just the curve of the jerk trigger, not the actual extra safety in the trigger. Now, if they went off after somebody with money to defend this, right? They they wouldn't they wouldn't get that far, I assume. Yeah, I think this guy is 79 years old. They've already got him in almost thirty thousand dollars in his pockets currently, and he hasn't even gone to court. And he is being personally sued, at least this is what he says, so by one just, of the lawyers. This is just some small-time importer thing. Yeah. Oh. And he's been doing this. It's like he says he's been doing this for something like 30 years, yeah. I think. And now he's fine. Now they're coming at him just like crazy. Yeah, well, listen, that's kind of where it goes. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially during the recessions, and these, these lawsuits tend to happen during recessions, is hmm. they have to stand their grounds and, and do their thing. And for a lot of companies, they think that – um, avidly pursuing them gets the money, and for a lot of companies, it does. There's oh, wow. um, several companies that can keep their ascension competition out of business because their competition can't sell anything without exactly matching them. Oh, one well, thing would be Five Hour Energy. But this Five Hour Energy oh, has yeah. successfully sued many, many companies, including Six Hour Power and all those. Pretty much if you have your bottle like 5-Hour Energy, right. they are going to sue you and probably win or just drive you out of business. Right. Um, and that's been their part of their business model. Now, again, Glock, I think, as part of it is just trying to keep um, these other manufacturers from getting too close. Because I'm sure they they're trying to, to protect their Glock brand look. at some level. Exactly. I mean, somebody somewhere thinks they're trying to protect their brand, yeah. whether they are or not by going after somebody who's importing a not Glock pistol. You know, I, I don't know. It just seems like a uh, a lot of money to be thrown around over there in uh, Smyrna, Georgia. Yeah. Marietta? Smyrna? Somewhere like that. 
All right, so moving on, we are um, next. I thought we'd do reader mailbag, and the reason that is is because uh, we would it told, be email email envelope. Or why email wouldn't it be like folder? people bag? Email why would it, bag why does that be mail only? I think that's a bit sexist. I think it needs to be an e person e person folder. Okay, to be fair, let's they go were to all the e person folder. No, factually, oh. they were all mail. Oh, I well, think okay, email bag then. Wait, email bag. Oh, that doesn't work either, does it? Feedback. Feedback. Now I'm hungry. All right. So the reason we're doing this is because we gave people email address to go to, which is gunshowpodcast at gmail.com. Gunshowpodcast at gmail.com, not the gunshowpodcast. Well, really, we gave that email out for them to send emails to, not yeah. to go to. But, you know. Well, you know we didn't go to that email. So apparently right? people did two send our five. email. And, uh, <laughs> but here's the good news. We actually checked it. So the first email that I'd like to talk to, because we want to show appreciation to these people who took their time out of their busy schedules to write to us, is Jake Challen. Unless you write us a one-sentence email, then it doesn't count. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Just as an FYI. Yeah, you have to take like at least five minutes. Okay, Jake Challen from Gun Guy Radio. Oh. And Bargain Shoot. Okay. (laughs) Shoot bargains? Apparently, maybe that's a company, but Gun Guy Radio... Um, gave us a shout out and uh, said uh, just a pro gun podcaster to pro gun podcaster. So uh, we appreciate that. If you're still listening, Jake, thanks for listening. This one might be fake. <laughs> so if you're out there, I'm calling Wait, you fake. What's it called? Guy Standish from Guy Standish. Yak and Danda, New South Wales, Australia. You know you're gonna feel bad if this is a real person. I am Guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this is Martin and good day. <laughs> But we, I'm giving him his props, so there you go. All right, uh, he had two questions. First, we had talked about a modular shotgun in a previous episode. The Mossberg Flex system. But we did not give it a zombie rating, according to him. So, Scott, that's you. Oh, Official okay, zombie, zombie ratings. Okay, the Mossberg Flex system, uh, zombie ratings. I, you know, you gotta give it, uh, you got to give it some points for the modularity. Uh, you could put the pistol grip on it, the 18.5-inch barrel, carry it around in a backpack very easily. Um, as far as ease of shooting, you put another buttstock on it, and you can now do headshots with it with aimed fire, with maybe something with rifle sights and slugs. Well, simply enough, know. I'll give it five headshots and a few gnaws because you'll be gnawing on it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All uh. right, second question. <laughs> Can you guys explain bullet design? Why do some bullets have boat tails and some don't? And why are there so many different tip designs for bullets? And he says if we get this one right, we'll have a listener for life. Wait, we have to get it right? Just we to can... have a listener for life. If he's not going to listen. Oh. And if he's really asking the question, he doesn't know, right? What, is he testing us or does he really want to know the answer? I don't know. We'll have to. And if your answer, answer is out. verbatim Wikipedia, <laughs> then he's going to know. Oh. Scott, give it to me. Okay. Uh, th- on th- the cuff. There's, on the fly. There's just off the top of his head, people. There's different types of bullets for different designs, right? A different or different bullet designs purposes. for different purposes. Yeah, okay, first you. off, the boat tail. Why the boat tail? Uh, the boat tail helps with uh, efficiency of ballistics. It's basically the same reason the cars you know, have a more streamlined design. It's to help it go further, carry the energy further, lose less energy cutting through the air. Yeah, the as it, well, as the air comes off the back of the bullet on a boat tail, it's smoother than as it comes off of a straight, um, just basically a straight most back. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time the boat tail is going to give you a better uh, a coefficient of friction. Uh, through the air than a than a flat bottom design. 
Okay. Um, and um, But what he's not talking about, for people who may not know, is not the bottom edge lip, correct? He's talking about the bullet going back in, or is he talking no, about the No, he's edge talking lip? about the back edge of the bullet that okay. you can't see inside the cartridge. Okay. And this is only for rifle cartridges. This doesn't matter for pistol. Okay. This is only going to be for your rifle-type design. This is only going to be for downrange stuff. You're going to get better downrange performance. Uh, on a bullet with a boat tail design versus a flat base design. As a general rule of thumb, there's always exceptions to the, all these rules, of course, because it's science. And then that all goes into the into the tip as well. The reason the tips are designed the way they are with polymer uh, points to them is so that they're still hollow points and open up when they hit, you know, your your large game or whatever your intended target is. But it get, so it gives you the ballistic coefficients of a full metal jacket, but while giving you the expansion and the destructive power, if you will, of a hollow point. Yeah, I think uh, I think you jumped ahead a little bit, but yeah, that's basically what we're looking at. We're looking at different tip designs for different purposes, uh, just like the same thing as the the, stand, the whole bullet design. You know, you have exposed lead soft points for expanding. You have uh, some hollow points are made just for the ballistic coefficient downrange. Once again, some hollow points are made for, like Martin said, for expanding again in uh, game or people. And some ballistic tips are made for, just like he said, protecting the tip uh, for better coefficient downrange while still um, allowing the bullet to expand or fragment or whatever it's designed. But distance has to be a huge part of this, right? How far you want the bullet to go. It has a lot to do with distance, and then it has a lot to do with how much energy it carries you know, a certain distance. A bullet with a better coefficient of drag is going to carry more energy to the 100-yard line than, than one that doesn't have as good a coefficient as drag. So you have that energy to, to put on the game and to expand or to do whatever the bullet's supposed to do once it gets there. Which a better coefficient of drag is essentially going to be the skinnier, longer bullets of rifles, correct? Yeah, well, yeah. As a rule of thumb, just like, you you know, a rocket ship shape versus a, a sphere shape, sure. It's but, the uh, friction that it causes on itself as it cuts through the air. Right. Well, yeah. yes, but what I'm saying is uh, why you're trying to reduce that is to get further. And the main design of the bullet, rifles in general, have longer, skinnier bullets, correct? Right. In a, tips. Yes. Longer, yeah. skinnier bullet tips. Sure. The bullet is more pointed. It's got a more ogive to it or whatever. And there's lots of different designs out there. There's hybrid design. There's super low drag design. There's rounder designs on some of the shorter range bullets. I mean, and it gets really complicated and really mathematic and really nuanced. But as a general rule of thumb, yeah, your more pointed bullets is made for going down range. And are pistol bullets more rounded? I mean, they're definitely more rounded. Is that to keep them short so that they fit into the pistol? Yeah, yeah that's just, yeah. Basically, a pistol is a compromised weapon, right? It's, it's a handgun. It's uh, made to be short and carried around a lot. And so you, you give compromises with the ballistics, and, and so you have short cartridges. And you don't want to make them pointy because it makes them harder to feed and uh, harder to put in a magazine and things like that. All right, Guy from Yakandanda, New South Wales. Uh, I hope that answered your question, but just whatever it is, remember it was free, free advice. So free you advice. Can't really you complain. get what you pay for. All right. Um, so Brian Hoffman uh, wanted to uh, compliment us on the Korean porn music. That is our intro. <laughs> And, um, Did he say Korean, like specifically? Yes, and wanted to kind of... Wait, uh, north or south, does it say? No, it just says Korean. Oh, oh that's disappointing. I really yeah. wanted to know if it was... It's not communist, is it? Hello, G.I. We didn't get communist I porn. think only music is from... Can't be... There is no music in North Korea, right? Oh, 
Right, because they're communists. Yeah. They don't embrace things that are lovely like music. Exactly. Okay, let's go with that. South Korean I think Kim Jong-il is their number one pop music <laughs> sensation. I, I really like his, the, the one song in the one movie. What's the know? new one? We got we to gotta figure out the new one. Who's the new one? Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un? Okay. Yeah. Kim Jong-an? Okay. It's, it's another okay. weird So he noise. was correcting us about lasers, because we had lasers? talked about lasers oh, that people lasers? were shining into the cockpit, and we kind of made fun of them, like, well, who's shining? But apparently there are very powerful lasers um, that he um, that can shine into cockpits and uh, blind pilots. When they land, I think, is when it's most oh, dangerous. Oh, now that makes sense. Right. It, not not when they're at 30,000 feet, obviously. Yeah. That's what I said. I said as they were coming in to land. Look, I think you, I, listen, you said that, yeah. but until I listen to the podcast, I and, won't know. Yeah, that. but you don't listen happen. to our podcast, so no, you're not. Nobody listens to the podcast. <laughs> These four guys that emailed us did. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah. 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 So thank you to all those people. That's about it that I uh, would give any credit to. Twitter users, because I think we have our Twitter followers, because Twitter I, users. So there's millions of Twitter users, <laughs> only seven of them follow us, <laughs> and two of them may or may not be me. Wait, you have two Twitter accounts? No, I think I have one, and then, um, can you follow yourself on Twitter? <laughs> I don't think you can. Gun Show no. Podcast may follow Gun Show Podcast. <laughs> Um, no, so send us an email, send us a uh, follow? follow us on Twitter. We do no, post to Twitter, but Twitter. Here, okay, no, so here's don't. the thing. It's the same stuff that goes to Facebook. Yeah, so just, go to Facebook. just go to our Facebook, Facebook page. Gun Show Podcast, Facebook.com. That's the best way to podcast. interact with us. Yes. You'll get, you, you can get responses from us quickly. And for all of you who hate Apple, we're on the Stitcher? Stitcher Radio, baby. Oh, Stitcher, it's a radio? Oh, Stitcher Radio, yeah. baby. Stitcher Radio Baby. Stitcher Radio Baby. <laughs> that's the name of it? Yeah, that's the name of it. Do we have to get the baby? No, if you oh. just put in Stitcher Radio, you'll get it. Okay, so the next thing up is a listener email, a listener question, excuse me, and it's from Matt Goins. <laughs> At least you didn't say viewer. Not this time. Long time not on listener, this take. Long time listener, non time caller. Non time caller. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, Matt wanted to know is. Um, he wanted okay. to, us to talk about um, concealed carry versus open carry. I recommend both. I do both. All that the way, time. when they go for your open, you pull out your concealed and pop them. I would prefer no, to I'm carry concealed so that when they shoot at the guy that's doing open, I have time to react. Listen, it just depends on your reasoning for it, right? I mean, that's uh, exactly what's the what's the root of the debate, Scott? There is, there is, you know, I can carry concealed and nobody knows I'm carrying. And then there's I can carry open because uh, I want to, and I'm okay with that, right? If if that's what you want to do, I want to open carry to make a statement, and I'm okay with that if that's what you want to do. Uh, just don't be a jerk about it, you know. And then there's the uh, I want to open carry just to get everyone to get society as a whole um, uh, conditioned to yeah. lawful abiding citizens and toting around firearms. And I like that. I like that idea. Well, but where, where do you draw the line on the guy that carries it so that he gets people to say something to him? See, and well, that's what I'm saying. Listen. Don't be a jerk about yeah, it. Yeah, jerks where, and... Where you basically where you're baiting the cops to stop you, that's, and then you go, yeah. and then you start reciting these, you know, Those guys the, the cop has to know this book that's, you know, 5,000 pages, and you've gone through one, found one law, and you recite it by heart. You know, like I said, don't be a jerk about it. If you want to open carry, somebody asks you about it, and you calmly tell them, lawfully, "Hey, listen, but you can't I, well, get rid of, of those lawfully. guys. You can't get rid of. We can't do it here in Texas. So. But no, the main cannot. debate is: we can carry a rifle or a shotgun for concealed carry. Both. 
Yeah, for no, concealed yeah. carry is you not scaring citizens who are scared of guns. Some people are scared of guns, and maybe sure, they shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah. That's one of the reasons for concealed carry. But also the, one of the main reasons that people like who are into guns like concealed carry is the, the element of surprise. Now, open carry, you're not forbidden from concealed carry generally, right? Generally, yeah. the, you I can the, conceal carry. I think the general argument open against open carry, I guess, uh, tactically is that uh, you're the open carry guy, you're in line at the bank, the bank robbers come in, they shoot you because you have a gun. Or, whereas the, or everybody they, else, or they may lay down on the floor. The other argument is still as well as now someone comes and wrestles you and attempts to take your gun. I mean, those, you know, those are the kind of things. I mean, you know, cops have retentions on their holsters and all that kind of fun stuff. I think any citizen who opens but, carry probably should have some sort of retention. But on the their thing holster, is, right? is that or at least you, do retention training. If you have the idea and, and the understanding of how to, you know, defeat that, the, you know, defeat them as in use the holster, then someone that knows how to do it could could get it out of your holster. Easily. Listen, there's always going to be somebody out there who's better than fill in the blank than you. Gently, right? yeah. oh. you're not going to be the best. Shooter in the world, you're yeah. not going to be the best draw retencher in the world. Retentioner, retentioner, retentionist, retentionist, retentionist. You're not going to be the best much? at keeping your gun in the world. You know, you're not going to be the best martial artist in the world. There's somebody out there that can beat you up, right? So all you can do is go no. about your daily life. Um, you know, f- f- balance the um, practicality of whatever you're doing versus your, you know ability to practice or well i'll look at it i'll answer the question simply like this i would prefer to conceal carry because i feel like if i open carry i would be more of a target and be the first person if someone goes in noticing me i'm with you i now, uh, I, I want to blend in because I'm, what I'm i am you. is i'm a civilian who goes to the bank or goes to the store i don't want someone to come up to me you know and or or maybe the first target for them. I don't want that. Now, I would want to blend in. What Matt suggested um, that would be for people in concealed carry states who kind of want the um, element of open carry is a pin recognizable around the country as carrying a gun. Like to everyone? Yeah, and I Listen, say people don't we have attention. those. It's called an NRA pin. <laughs> Yeah. You just put on your I'm the NRA and I vote hat. Yes. And in or, Texas or a fanny pack. In Texas it's an American flag pin. In well, general. the the is question it? I thought it was a fanny pack. The question pack. is, is <laughs> the fanny pack, right? Hey, hey. Why? Fanny packs are for everybody. Don't, don't Either I'm a lesbian pack. or I'm armed. Why does it got to be lesbian? Oh, okay, well, here's the question. Are, uh, first off, I've are we re- are we requiring that you wear this pin? Is that no, what, okay. no. What he's no, saying I'm asking is, if he's wanting it as a requirement. For, for states who, the reason, maybe if the reasoning is um, state doesn't want to allow it because the citizens would be startled by a gun or whatever. Um, or they'd want, you know, back to what you were saying, maybe if they're going to wrestle the gun from you, they don't know where it is since it's concealed. But generally you wouldn't have to wear it. But if you wanted to not be a target and if you were the one who thinks that just the fact that you have a gun will prevent crime in general. You would get a pin that pretty much everybody knows means you have a gun. So then if I get held up at gunpoint because the guy surprises me and he, he goes, well, I'm going to shoot you and of I'm going to take your wallet from you. Of course, it's not going to negate that reason. Or it could be so a guy like just wants to shoot everybody. No, Maybe he only shoots people who don't open carry. Doubtful. That's true. Isn't that just as likely as somebody getting shot because they open carry? I don't know. No, I think basically what I'm trying to say is if, if, you're, if you're walking around realistic. with a pin that says, hey, I'm carrying, yeah. 
then someone surprises me with a gun. Yes. Now they notice that Ooh, I have that's a good surprise. Someone notices that I have a pin on my shirt no? that says surprise. that I carry a gun. Yeah. So uh, listen, I personally as, would dude, probably not open carry. Okay, that's I would my not personal. Open carry. But but yeah. I don't. But it's a. But so you wouldn't wear the pin. I would anyways. not wear the pin, I and I would not. Pin. I wouldn't do I it. I want to be. I want to be a. I want to be allowed to. I want it to be available as an option to me, though. I would say that's what I would yeah. say. Yes, I, I want to yeah. be able to. Oh God, that's I'm, was I'm wearing. Matt's I'm idea. wearing these pants. I've got this shirt on. Uh, for some reason, that makes concealed carry a pain in the ass, and I want to just strap on my whatever shoulder holster. What would a pin look like? How about a target? <laughs> and you ha- and its requirement is right over your center of your heart. <laughs> you have to have a doctor. I, it's a lapel pin. It's I'm, a lapel pin. I'm fine with the option of being able to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't choose to not sure. I think it's and a not wear a pin. No, I think, I think it would opinion. be a choice. So should we start? Let's start it. What should the pin look like? We can we can get our listeners here on this show to go forth onto the internet. But we're international, so it doesn't work. We are in it. So do we need to put a pin on our website that people can buy? Twenty four ninety nine. Even better. You know what? I have a pin. If you design. are listening to this at any time in the future. You can submit a pin design to facebook.com forward slash gun show podcast. Our listeners can. Well, you have to email, email that to us or what you can upload it as a picture, I guess. Oh. Anyways, send, put it on Facebook, post the picture, and we will grade it. And uh, maybe we'll give in, it a zombie grading. Into, we'll give it a zombie Ooh, rating. We'll a zombie and rating. in two or three shows. Um, you know, whenever we get back to it and remember, we will take all the pictures and we'll discuss it and then we'll pick one of them and it will become the national symbol for I have a gun. Could, okay. I'm what do in. you think? We in? Yeah, all right. It works. Do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, hit us up on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter or go to our website. Um, Just go to Facebook. You'll find us. Today's episode is brought to you by Dom Fight Gear, makers of Dom Pro Cut, the all-natural weight loss supplement that gives you the same fat-burning benefits as most weight loss supplements without the harsh side effects. Go to DomGear.com or DomProCut.com and at the checkout enter in Gun Show. That's all one word, Gun Show. You'll get some free swag and you'll be helping the podcast out. (laughs) 